You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. Uh, last night, obviously, Pete and I, we tried to start to whittle away here. Um, to get exactly to a 53 right now is a little difficult because we know there's probably a name, if not one, two. Uh, we could say maybe just kicker. Uh, who knows how well that's going to work out. But you know, we're just trying to whittle away to, uh, obviously, what are the capable useful pieces here obviously you know we gave you the offense last night we're going to sit down do the defense here your local experts on the biggest stories for your daily delivery of all things dog pound uh pete uh, you know i guess the easiest way to start this is is the defensive line and look i mean it's i think you get yourself to like six seven real quick and then of course you know with uh chad thomas not playing saturday and also with uh, Deverell Lawrence not playing Saturday. You know, some other guys were able to go out there and show off some things. And, you know, in a perfect world, hell, you know, I mean, well, you know, I'd keep 52 wide receivers. You'd like to keep about 27 defensive linemen and go rolling on from there. But, uh, you know, I mean, look, we know we know the four. is Miles, Sheldon, Larry, Olivier. And, I mean, it, it's it's weird because you got to put a number on it. But, you know, it, it seems he can get to nine here. And then there's still the possibility that, you know, if they find somebody that's, you know, a bigger, more proven resume could be brought in. But for the, you know, intensive purposes of what we're doing here, you got to find a way to get to nine or ten or so. Uh, yeah, so I'm at nine right now. And I don't know if it's going to go like this. But I don't have Chad Thomas making the team. Um you I need don't. to see more. Honestly, look, him. The, the injury sucks, and it was at a terrible, terrible timing because for the first time in his career here, he had built up some momentum for himself. Yeah. Um, but the, the, here's the problem, and, and, I, and I wrote about this for an article for today, or, yeah, last night or today, one of the two. Anyway, um, the problem is, let's say Chad Thomas does – uh, played. Let's say he played Saturday and he and he played well and he plays well these next two weeks. If you look at how they're repping guys, like Anthony Zettel is going to make this team. They are like today. Uh, they had him taking like first team reps in place of Miles Garrett in team stuff. Like he yep. and he started on Saturday. I mean, if he started okay. in that scenario, that tells you right there that he's probably D lineman five. Yeah, so he that's the problem right now is he is the fifth end or fourth end. I've got him as the fourth end. And if the Browns want to keep a fifth end, uh, you, you can say Chad Thomas. But the problem is I, I don't see a path for him to be successful. And part of this is, you know, circumstances that are not within his control, which is Miles Garrett is great and he's on a rookie deal. Olivier Vernon has several more, you know, a few more years on his deal. Jannard Avery is in his rookie deal. So you're already at DE4. And, you know, from that standpoint, Chad Thomas really hasn't done anything. So, you know, it's very hard to make to make the case that he's got a path. And at least right now, and again, this is subject to change, I, the, the, I have five defensive tackles making it. And right now I have Okajobi, I have... Uh, Richardson, I have uh, Trevon Coley, who I think has looked very well uh, these past couple games. I think he's done a really nice job. I've got Devereaux Lawrence right now. Uh, Again, I thought he was a tax shelter last year. And then Daniel Aquale to give – I think Devereaux Lawrence can probably play a little bit of both one and three. 
and then Daniel Aquale is the true backup one. If they decide that they don't, you know, that they, that they just want uh, two noses, two threes, you know, obviously uh, Ogunjobi can do both. Uh, that would be one way to go. But if it, it, I, that's where I've got five defensive tackles. And, you know, if they decide to go with four and they want to keep Chad Thomas there, that's fine. I think everything would make this easier to keep Chad Thomas if they were playing him at more than just end. Uh, but he's a guy who I specifically pointed out as someone the Browns may try to trade simply because they don't have really a place to put him. And, and, and it may be a situation where if they can find a trade for him they like, uh, they will deal him. And if they don't, they may move somebody else. Uh, opting to hold on to him one more year, but again, I, I don't see a real path for him. And 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 the other guys that are absent from this list: Chris Smith, who I think is going to get released or traded. Uh, there's some cap savings in there. Genard uh, Avery, honestly, from like his second day in last year's camp, almost made the Chris Smith signing moot. It was like, all right, well, we found a little bit of an undersized pass rusher and. It almost just literally Chris Smith just became non-existent pretty much after that. Well, that that the other problem is Anthony Zettel is taller, heavier, longer, and younger, and can do more things and cheaper. He makes about a quarter of the money, so that's the other issue. And I'm wondering if if, if that is exactly why Chris Smith hasn't been doing much is if they're trying to find a deal because I genuinely believe he will help somebody else. Uh, the Browns have enough. A good depth. team, most likely. It's it's yeah. somebody where he'll, he'll go to a better team and just be like, you know, hey, we're going to give you six, seven reps, and we know we can get quality play out of you. But it, it, those six, seven reps ain't going to be here. Not with the younger guys, cheaper guys. Sure. We're better. Uh, um, Carl Davis has not done a thing. <laughs> So, he, he, Carl Davis is at the weird. He's at that weird point of a career now. It's been this long. It didn't work out last year. After it didn't work out at Baltimore, then here he is. You know, at his age, one of the older guys on this defensive line, getting reps in the fourth quarter of a preseason game, week two, and just not giving any effort whatsoever. You're not getting blocked by the Colts' third string guard, dude. You just don't care. You're you're, you're at a crossroads in your life right now. Am I going to keep doing this? Or is it time to move on to something else? Right. And it may be, you know, if, if, if you give him the benefit of the doubt, you can say, well, he sees, you know, where this is going with the Browns. He's ready to move on. But at the same time, you're trying to audition for somebody else, and that ain't the way to do it. Uh, and then another guy I think could theoretically get moved, but I think the Browns would really like to get him to a practice squad is Wyatt Ray. Um, yeah. But that's, that. you know, they're – the Browns do have some players that are going to get picked up by other teams. Not nearly as many as people think, but it's all defensive linemen. They've just got more than that. So I've got nine. The Browns may call it, based on these, may call it eight uh, and say Where you Avery. Put it? Yeah, exactly. So Avery would be, you know, Avery's either like, you can almost say he's either eight, it makes it eight and a half on the D-line, and then, you know, you add an extra half at linebacker. Um, they know what they got, and it, that's the great thing about Gennard is you can kind of just use him at your disposal for what you need, although he may not really fit this linebacker scheme, which probably puts him as the ninth here. It's, it's what you call, again, you can call him whatever you want. Call him, call him Jeff. He can be a Jeff <laughs> on the field. It, it doesn't matter. You know what he's there to do. He's there to rush the passer. If he's going to drop into coverage, it's like a defensive end dropping into coverage because he's way better. Uh, Pat rushing the passer, and when he does drop, it's going to feel like uh, 
you know, an odd thing as opposed to a regular part. So he's better. Than, I mean, but he's better than giving him an assignment. I mean, you know, the, the the only times he did look almost serviceable in coverage was just a dribble, you know, a simple here, take this hook to curl zone, something of that. I mean, you're not going to have him chasing James Conner. That's for goddamn sure. Right, and, and I mean, like, if you go by their depth chart, they're calling him the starting Sam, and, and that may entirely be to be able to basically put him as a starter on a depth chart because he's that valuable, but it's whatever. So depending on any kind of, I've, you can call it eight or nine, uh, That, but that's that's where I'm at right now. And obviously that if they get rid of a defensive tackle, they can keep another end. But, uh, yeah, I, I've got nine. I, I, you know, perfect world would be ten. I just don't have a way to make the numbers work, and we already kept three quarterbacks yesterday. And that, that's part of the issue there with, uh, obviously, the quarterback position. And for right now, you have no idea with the way the offensive line. I mean, perfectly here, you know what you have offensively. So you'd like to just make sure you have your backups because I, I think you want to go a little bit heavier on defense this year. A, you're going to need it if you're a winning team. You, you want depth, better and longer depth on defense. And also with the skill guys you have, you I'm not sure, you know I, I, there's not many of these guys you really want covering kicks. So if you go a little heavier on defense, that should hopefully short your special teams because it's essentially playing defense. So there's that scenario of it. Uh, I mean I'm gonna agree with it. It, it. I do agree. Wyatt Ray would be a perfect guy to sneak onto a practice squad because I think he gives you a little bit of agent or Avery type presence. And, and Chad Thomas, it's it's a tough one here and. It sucks because he finally got himself somewhere where it was okay. We actually saw some things and we were impressed. And then you get an injury and he couldn't play. Um, he's slowly working his way back. It'd be pivotal if he can play this week against Tampa, which just puts Chad in a tough spot. You know, maybe if he gets a chance to play back in Florida, feel something can continue with at least what he did against Washington for a chance. But you know, there's other guys here at least that you know what they are capable of right now. They're not essentially wild cards which is what Chad Thomas is. We're going to move on over to the linebacker position here in a minute after Pete hits you with the good words and the useful help from the folks over at Blue Chew. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's handsomeness may be exciting for some in this department, but his play is not. Uh, so if, if, if you need to pick me up in, in, in this uh, particular department, if you're experiencing Jimmy Garoppolo performance, uh, one of six for zero yards and a pick, uh, then the people, the folks at Blue Chew are here to help you out. Uh, that's blue, like the color blue. Uh, blue Chew has the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients in Vi- as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can take them whenever the opportunity arises, or in this case, didn't. Uh, and... Blue Chew is always there to help you out. Make sure you it's easy to get yourself a prescription. They're discreet in how they get it to you. Uh, but uh, if, if you're operating at that level, you're loud and proud about it. As long as you're making the wife happy, she's going to make you happy. So uh, pop in the promo code. Make sure uh, you, you check out Blue Chew so they can help make sure you're at your best as always. And uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, let's not even talk about the, the football play. I believe is a one-hitter quitter with a porn star, so... Jimmy G, you may want to look into this. Uh, promo code Locked On, capital L, capital O. Folks at Blue Chew, the support for the Locked On Podcast Network. Greatly appreciated. Now the linebackers, Pete. It's you know, and this is another one where it gets a little quirky because look, I mean, some of these guys will have special teams value, but for the most part, you know, and if you look at Wilkes's history, and if you look at the fact that the Browns should be ahead in a lot of these games. 
this 425 big nickel it, it, this isn't just a talking point this seems to be what it's a lot of what it's going to be uh i mean you know joe uh unless somebody's going to trade for christian kirksey which isn't going to happen uh then i guess you maybe get to the two rookies i think you know even though mac had a step back from being you know a star week one of preseason you saw that there you know you saw more of what a fifth round rookie linebacker should look like in week two of the preseason, you know, getting there right on time, but not breaking down the simple stuff. But none of that's look. Let's we're not disparaging Mac Wilson anymore. Obviously, he's he's shown he's going to be a part of this fifty-three. Taki Taki, the hamstring right now, holding him back a little bit. But yeah, I don't think they're going to cut their third round pick. So I, that that's four in the house now, Pete. Yeah, um, the thing I would I would say to keep watching with Mac Wilson is I think uh, Steve Wilkes is very smart in understanding sort of what Mac Wilson is good at and what he isn't. Uh, so yep. I think uh, they are trying to take away as many situations where he has to read, run, uh, and either blitzing him or dropping him into coverage. And it seems like it's going to be a partnership where if it's first and 10, it's Christian Kirksey, and if Mac continues on this pro- progression, all right, 51 goes in, you know, 58 comes out. Yeah, and I think honestly that's ideal for for the Browns if that if they can make that work. Now you know I, I know some people are sort of like, well, Mac Wilson wasn't very good this week. I I, I get it, but I would look at it. He was no, but this week one is not what's supposed to happen. Well, I, yeah, I, talking with John Costco, they don't give out. You don't get a ninety-eight grade on PFF the first time you take an NFL field. That was a that was an absolute anomaly. What you saw was more fifth, you know, twenty-one-year-old kid. What you saw against the Colts was more of what you should expect of a 21-year-old kid in a preseason game, right? Uh, you know that that's also that's true. I also just sort of look at it as there are some very good things he does, and there are th- some things he still has to work out. Obviously, of reading, course. reacting, run rate, and he's got to be a better tackler. Uh, but which but is the again, most important thing? You're a linebacker. You got to break down. You got to make those plays. But uh, his activity level, the fact he always seems to end up around the ball, those are all things to be positive. Anyway, so. Those are the four linebackers. I've only got five right now. Uh, Darius Taylor is the fifth. Uh, they seem to really like him, and he is a guy who who's very good on special teams, which is very key to this. Um, I only have 24 guys on defense right now, so there's a spot for somebody. I don't think it's going to be another linebacker, but it's not out of the question. They could keep another one. So right now, that that's where I have them ending up. Well, the six, thing- freaking Avery. <laughs> well, well, I mean, however you want to half it, whatever you, wherever, wherever place you want to put Jannard Avery, as far as quote unquote, you know, player, you know, he's gonna, you know, we, we know he's gonna be here, so let's not worry about that. Uh, the thing with Taylor is one of his best games ever as a linebacker was against the Cleveland Browns last year. Went highly unnoticed for the most part, but uh, for most of his career, he's been a quality. He's he's one of those that where he's captain of a special teams type of unit like he's that good he's that intelligent he follows that type of aspect and look he didn't look bad on Saturday when he was put in always around the ball I guess five um you know Harvey's interesting um and if he can find a way to contribute on special teams maybe get a sixth Ray Ray Armstrong it's we're at the point now where it's just being good enough on special teams ain't good enough I don't think that's where we are like the where everybody loves Damon Sheehy Giuseppe it's a great story but you know we don't need just a punt returner. We certainly don't need just a linebacker that really can only contribute against the Ravens week 17 because of the weirdness of how they run their offense or the fact that he's good on special teams puts Ray Ray in a real, real tough spot. So, I, yeah, I mean, I guess you would call it five or five and a half. 
Um, you know, I, I, for now, I'll make a case for Harvey. We'll see how week three, you know, works out. But, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be here any, you know, any way, any shape or form because of it. So, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. And if you're only going to play two, you don't necessarily need to go six and seven like, you know, some other teams are going to do. Uh, best way to help Pete and I, uh, obviously, uh, iTunes rating reviews for Locked on Browns. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a nice fat five star. Make sure you leave a nice written review. Just, uh, guys, we're having a blast right now. It, it, it's so drastically different than two years ago covering this franchise where y- you tried to put together content and it was hard to even be remotely positive. Now it's positive about a lot of things, and they're going to lose a lot of really good players. And it's crazy to think about it, but that's the way it's going to happen. It's it's good for us because it creates good content that actually essentially writes itself or the podcast talk themselves because that there's so much here to do with it. It's refreshing in that aspect. Uh, follow at BrownsMaven on Twitter. Obviously, BrownsMaven.com. Go over there, become a member, jump in, get in the forums where you're straight just talking Browns with other Browns fans. You know, eliminate some of the chaos at Twitter where, you know, Steelers fans find their way in or Ravens, whatever. You're pretty much talking Browns football with Browns fans. So check all that stuff out. The secondary, Pete, and this is where it gets kind of interesting. And, you know, and funny thing is... Um, E.J. Gaines injury release today from the Buffalo Bills, and this has always been the thing. We, we talked about E.J. Gaines. It was a, you know, a good player when he was here for the year, but this is it. it, it you hate it for a guy like this, where because now it's you know he's been around the league, you know Bills, Browns, back and forth, and it's really good player. And when you have him, really nice part of a secondary. But the problem is, is how often do you have him? Which sucks. There's a Gaines here. There's a lot of cornerbacks here. The safety position, Pete. What you got? So what, let me say, well, let's see, math, what, the way I'm figuring it, Pete, you, you're going 10 deep in the secondary. I've got 10 deep, but I only have nine guys. Uh, so I, I don't know who's going to win that 10th spot, but so I've got nine. Of the I spot. know who you're hoping may, wins that 10th spot, but go ahead. We'll get to that. Uh, so corner-wise, I've got Ward, Mitchell, Carey, and Greedy, and, and, and that's it. I mean – I think if you were saying, you know, based on what we've seen so far, it's probably Philip Gaines, but I think, you know, they'd really like somebody to have more of a special teams orient in addition to the fact that they can be a corner. But, you know, I, I haven't seen enough from some of these guys that Tavier Thomas, who, you know, and the thing is, he's today. The, exactly. But that's the thing, you know, he, he didn't get game reps where at least you can say, all right, well, if we need to, we can run him out of cornerback in the, in the worst of all scenarios. Right. So there, there hasn't been anybody who's really, you know, lit the lamp as a, as a corner other than those four. We haven't so seen that, much of Lewis. Right. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen, noticed him at all if he's been in there. Obviously, I am not a Robert Jackson fan. Uh, I, I don't I, – I just see him consistently getting abused. Uh, there are not a whole lot of great options. There's a get Javante Dean is an option back there. Uh, but again, not a guy that we've and seen enough Pipkins of. Pipkins is another guy that I, I, I don't see much out of. So my default reaction would be, well, it'll, it might well be Philip Gaines. Um, but I, I think they'd like to see somebody up and come and take that job. But so I'm at four corners, which with, with, you know, the understanding that there's going to be a fifth one safety wise. I have the five guys that you'd expect Demarius Randall, Morgan Burnett, Jermaine Whitehead, Eric Murray and Sheldrick Redwine. 
Um, I would love to keep JT Hassel because I like what I see from him. Uh, but uh, that's where we're at right now. Uh, unless, you know, Morgan Burnett, they just decide eh, it's not worth it or they want to bring somebody else. Eric Murray is the, you know, you ca- I'm calling him a safety for this, but he could be, you, he's basically a DB. He can play both. He's a nickel guy. But he could be, but he could be one that maybe where if you said, all right, well, we can maybe use him at fifth corner end safety, and if we think JT Hassel's a special teams missile, there you get to ten. Right. That's and that's the same. Javier Thomas could be the same boat. Where if they really want to keep a guy who's with a heavy emphasis on special teams, guys like Eric Murray can help them get there. Uh, you know, TJ Carey in the same respect. Although I think they really uh, are planning to use him quite a bit. Uh, you know, they have some guys that, that can do a little bit, but both Sheldrick Redwine can play nickel in, in terms of a slot cover guy. Frankly, based on what I've seen, he seems better at that than anything. Had him like it, where we were with peppers at this time, keep everything in front of them. Yeah. A year ago. Uh, so that, that uh, I, I assume it's going to be another DB. I'm assuming corner, but, uh, if they, you know, Tavier Thomas and, and JT Hassel, again, I, I think JT Hassel has done a great job in the reps he's had, obviously you can't run out of bounds before lighting somebody up on special teams, but the tackle was legit and he got down there quickly. Uh, but even in, you know, in game reps where he's on defense, I thought he did some nice things in coverage. He makes tackles. He's very fast, very finds aggressive, the finds the ball. Yeah. So if you're saying there's a guy who could surprise and make, take that spot, I think he's the only candidate at that sixth safety spot based on what I've seen uh, to this point. Well, um, old friend Derek Kindred's available. I'm just saying. I, I, I did. I did see that. Um, you know, I I, I doubt you want to save the money on Morgan Burnett and just bring back Derek Kindred. I'm cool. I'm a hundred percent on that. But uh, personally, I would have signed kind of cool before that. But nevertheless, who is the guy they signed him for uh, to replace him? But yeah, I mean, look, if you're saying we want sort of that a a linebacker type uh, safety, I, I think. Derek Kindred offers simply more than Morgan Burnett does at this point. And it's not to say that Morgan Burnett's necessarily been bad. He just hasn't been available. So I don't know what happened or didn't happen with, with Kindred in Indianapolis. It was a, a fit thing if he's hurt or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I certainly noticed that. But, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I am just not excited about Morgan Burnett as a player. I get the whole veteran thing. But, uh, you know, if their plan is – they like Jermaine Whitehead better anyway. Then I don't know what we're really holding on to him for. Uh, yeah, and you know, it, look, it, it'd be different if you know. And, and this is the thing, obviously, because nobody cares about the veterans around here. I mean, if you're not John's guys, you're not John's guys. And it's you know bringing in a guy that whatever. But I mean, it's it just it seemed like a weird signing at the time. It still seems weird. Um, you could save some money, bring back Derek Kindred. He can get his 26 back. Reedy can go to the 29. He wore back at LSU. Everybody's happy. Uh, I put the chances at slim to freaking none, but hey, this has always been a Derek Kindred. Lockdown Brown has always been a Derek Kindred pro. Use him in the role. Use him in the simplest of roles, closer to the line of scrimmage. Derek Kindred was a good fundamental player in that respect. Pete, league-wise, um, apparently the helmet saga is over, and the NFL just said, "I don't give a crap if you find a shut helmet. If you want to play football, let's just get on the goddamn field with the helmet we approved." This thing uh, keeps going. Apparently, uh, it Rosenhaus went on the news, and it, it, honestly, I felt bad. 
and it's weird to say I felt bad for Drew Rosenhaus because it was just like, I've got to defend my client, even though I think this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, well, it's a, apparently Antonio Brown has filed a grievance with the league over this. Uh, so that <laughs> it, continues to... <laughs> We're trying to save your brain, dude. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's not over. Uh, I don't know when it will end, but he did at least show up to practice today. God only knows what helmet he was doing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know if anything else particularly notable happened league-wise. Obviously, we already mentioned uh, Derek Kindred being available. They signed Kainakua. Um, I, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm sitting here. I, I thought the Browns were going to make a move today. I, I, I expect them to make a move at some point this week, uh, whether it's trading somebody or whatever, but I think they're going to keep churning the roster, try to find some things. Uh, they have just tight end in particular stands out that they're going to uh, have to deal with that. But uh, I don't think anything else particularly notable happened uh, league-wise. I, 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 I'm watching John Lynch's career go up in flames as we speak. But other than that, uh, everything else is uh, pretty pretty much normal. And this is where we get into, uh, you know, uh, we're starting to get into obviously roster movement. And look, guys, it, and this is the thing, it, it, you don't want, you know, if there's guys that are going to be cut and grabbed, this is where the time. And, you know, what is a John Dorsey doing right now? He's calling, you know, they're looking at other teams' depth, char- depth charts. They're looking at other teams' rosters. And it's, uh, and this is where having John is a, go- a great asset because John knows everybody in the league. Uh, look, if you're going to move on, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you, D line. You're going to move on from anybody. Give me a call. I've got players to move. I do have 10 draft picks. Um, this is probably going on with the kicker position as well. It could be going on within the secondary. Look, you could keep a Philip Gaines, or you could find also another veteran cornerback. Uh, you know, safety position, look, I, I'd still move on from Morgan Burnett. I, I, I just... I think Morgan Burnett's going to play 7 to 12 snaps a game, so I'm not exactly sure what a veteran's role here, and what we want Morgan Burnett to do is exactly what he was unhappy with last year when he was playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So things of that nature. Um, would I still explore a veteran running back because we don't know if they're going to keep a fullback, or are you going to bring in a veteran because you know you know what Nick is, but you know Hilliard, you know he's a receiver. Uh, he and Ernest Johnson are unproven as far as pass pro. They're unproven as far as carrying the ball within regular season NFL games. So that's something maybe explore and, you know, unless these kids really knock your socks off over the next couple of weeks. Who knows? Could certainly happen. The quarterback position still it, it, after Baker. It's just it's going to be the X's and O's and dotting the T's and the I's. I mean, crossing the T's and dotting the I's about how you're going to figure it all out. But you got all that stuff going on. It's, you know, it's but this is like nitpicking stuff. You know, we were talking about this last year, and it was like, all right, well, this is what we need. It's not it, what we're talking about. What you need now, it's it's literally just like filler stuff. It's like throw pillows, and it's like, all right, go get the you know the bowl for the kitchen counter that has like the fake lemons and limes in it just for decor. That's really where it is. But I mean, the you know the meat and potatoes of this roster is set for the 19th season. Pete Browns Maven, what's the latest? What's in the hopper? Uh. Let's see. Today, I did a thing on uh, searching for answers to fill out the tight end group, both the tight end three as well as trying to find, you know, determine what they want to do with uh, with that blocking 
spot, whether it's an H-back or a uh, true fullback. They've got a couple options there. Um, so that that is what's going on there. I'm going to write a thing. Well, I should say I wrote a thing. I'm going to put up the work on the video here in a minute on a, uh, talking about where I think fifth and sixth receiver are going and where they're going to go uh, after that first month of the season. And well, yeah, that, that's going to be the interesting part, obviously, with Callaway's suspension. And the thing with Callaway, though, is, is if some of these guys come in and they find a way to contribute, and it, it, it's, it could get weird with Antonio Callaway because it's not just these guys have talent, and obviously we know what Baker is, and obviously Baker can help any of these guys lift their game. And yeah, obviously, Pete, when you put up today, you know, you were talking about you know DJ Montgomery's pro day, and I was like, wait a minute, those numbers look awfully familiar. And right, definitely. I mean, we're not putting him on that pedestal, but those type of athletes, they don't normally not hit Pete. And that was the thing. I mean, it was it was weirdly similar. The athlete that DJ Montgomery is and Odell Beckham is, and DJ's bigger with bigger hands. Yeah, I mean, look, and I understand people are like, well, it's pro day. You can't trust pro day, and God only knows. But no, but you can't lie about the jumps. You can't lie yeah. about the size. First, you can't lie about jumps and size. But even if you want to take the times and add, you know, 0.2 to all those times. So he's still sub 4.5. Four five. Still yeah, sub 4.5. Yeah, still very, very good. Um, so, and, and what you've seen on the field is very impressive in terms of athleticism and body control. One of the DPIs um, was against Rocky Sin. Rocky Sin was a bunch of people's number one cornerback in the draft. Right. So, I mean, look... All, uh, DJ Montgomery is the perfect type of player you want to bring in as an undrafted free agent. Like smaller level, I get it. Austin P, not a big, you know, not a big household name in terms of football programs. Uh, usually associated with basketball tournaments, uh, but he, very they always athletic. that 15 seed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, he, you know, very athletic, and then he was productive for them, and that's. You know, and then you bring that guy in, and, and sometimes they, they can't, you know, step that up against the competition. But the guys who show you something, and and, Austin, and uh, Montgomery did as I sort of expected he would, which is it took him a little while to get used to the speed and the size and all the differences. But once he got comfortable, which is about, about the last two weeks, he's been getting better and better and better. He, he's not perfect by any stretch. He's you know had a couple drops over the past two games. But impact and plays and those type of things, and you're like, wow, who is this guy? And you're like, oh, my God, that's DJ Montgomery catching passes from uh, David Blau against the Redskins and then uh, Garrett Gilbert against the Colts. And, you know, you're sitting there going, man, I want to see more of this kid. So hopefully that's the case. And he still wears a wide receiver number. And, you know, it, it, we were, we learned one thing from Damian Ratley, you know, with some of these bigger states, whether it's California, whether it's Texas, whether it's Florida, there's some really good players that get lost in the shuffle because that's just literally how many players in high school programs there are in those states. So you could be ridiculously good athletes. You may have grew up in a town or you know, with, with a piss poor program. You know, there's, you know, they go to the big high school programs in these and that, that's where the players come from, and there's certainly plenty of players that you know fall through the cracks. DJ Montgomery may be one of those guys. You're talking about a kid who's a little bit of, you know, a little bit north of six one, ten and a half inch hands. 
you know, the 40, even if you want to give the pro day tax, he's still sub 4-5. Uh, the three cone is still well under seven. Everything about the kid, and look, it's translated to this point, um, you know, you don't know, you know, you don't see how there's going to be a path where he's going to get reps with uh, Baker Mayfield anytime soon. But that doesn't matter. If he were ever to be put in that position, if he does what he's supposed to do, we know Baker's not biased. If you're the guy who's open, guess what, kid? Here's your number. And he saw that with the Charger game last year with Damian Ratley where he got thrown in due to some injuries. And he was like, here, you know, and he ended up with 7 for 82. Obviously, a couple of drafts that hurt. But it's it's just the way that's going to work with this team. And, look, he's, he's become a guy that was – one of a bunch of numbers and players, and all of a sudden now it's somebody you know I want to see more of, and hopefully the opportunity of he can play a little bit of special teams and still wears a wide receiver number. So that's good for me. Where do the Austin P. Governors play football? Or I should say, where where what where where is uh, Austin P. University located? I'm going to assume Austin, Texas, Pete. No, it is Austin. The Austin P. is in Clarksville, Tennessee. Okay. So a so I just wide left or wide right at a fifty two yard field goal. Hey, you're in good company, apparently. Uh, look, I'm still around. That's the best part about it. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything about it. Um, and I believe it was Stephen Thomas. Um, apparently there's a kicker for Carolina who's gone five for five this summer, and two of them for fifty yards. So it might be something to look for, maybe. But, you know, you never know. The Browns may sell their soul and give up, like, a, you know, top 75 pick for him. So Send them, the, send them Garrett Gilbert back. There you go. And, well, and, and, well other, I, I, I tell you what, send him whatever punter we're not going to keep because they always fancy a punter is over there as well with Carolina. So, But, you know, things to look forward here as, you know, I, we continue to move on here. And, you know, obviously some names that we're going to look forward to week three, whether, you know, they can finalize their momentum or it just, you know, the dream ends, and you're going to move on to somewhere else. Some stuff with that. Uh, Pete, nothing to add? Are we can put a bow on this puppy? I don't think so. All I right. think we're good. Pete, obviously, you know, uh, for you guys, dress rehearsal this week, correct? Yeah, uh, Friday. And how are we looking? How Confidence-wise, where are we at? Uh, I don't know anything about in terms – I mean, we've sc- scrimmaged them the last couple of years, but I don't know where any anything about the other team we're playing. Uh, but, I mean, it's not about them. It's about us. And uh, I think we'll I think we'll be fine. Uh, we're looking we're looking about where we should, given given the time frame. We'll be ready for week one. Nice. So, uh, obviously, the uh, for me, the adopted Ohio high school program, the Streetsboro program, and obviously beating his kids. Obviously, they're all working hard. So, look, it's, it's almost football time for everybody, which is what we're looking forward to. Make sure you're following, obviously, at brownsmaven.com. I'm sorry, at brownsmaven, brownsmaven.com. Go over there, become a member. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase. Always a follow-back account. DM's always open. You guys continue to flood with good conversation and stuff you want to put into the program, which I appreciate. You know, I want to put out content that, obviously, anyone who's listening to wants. And if you're going to put up with us for... Tomorrow will be two shows. Uh, we'll probably, you know, this one's going to come up a little bit later in the day. I have the PFF show up as well. It's just trying to cater to what you guys all want if you're all going to be here. So thanks for that. Me personally at Jeff uh, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open over there where, uh, over there as well through a follow. It's it. We're getting to the point where it's the, the anticipation is definitely growing and growing, and even still when you see after you know. Obviously, Saturday night where you can just throw out a bunch of what's 
basically left on the roster and still see some success, some points scored, some balls moved, some plays made on defense, you start to get in the realization of the legitimization of what this roster is. And look, John, we can pick on them, you know, and obviously you know, it's a lot of it's in fun. Look, nobody's going to hit on all their picks, but also understand that not everything is perfect. Everybody makes some swings and some misses, even that guy coaching the New England Patriots. So don't take it as an attack. He's done a fantastic job. We can't deny that, but there's always going to be misses. So we'll talk about that as well. That's why we have to do this. And that's why it's a daily thing. If we didn't, it, it would just come off very homerish, and it certainly would come off fake. Um, with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.